Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of All Queued Up. This is your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Hulu, yada yada, so on and so forth. You get the point. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. I don't know why I use your last name there. I never do, but whatever. You always do. Do I? Yes, every week. Uh, I thought I always said Maya Don, but whatever. <laughs> No, you literally have always used my last name every week. In the why did it feel? Plus. Why did it feel weird then? <laughs> I don't know. That felt off. I don't know why. Anyway, how are you two been this week? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you, Maya? Uh, I'm angry. I oh, we'll leave it. Well, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. I don't want to go into it and get angry again, <clears throat> but. Yeah, other than being angry about things, I'm good. Uh, you had you had fun last night with Mario Party, which you had never played before. That was fun. Yeah, I'd never played that before. And Greg's like, you got to get this game. I'm like, I'll think about it. No, no, get it. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. So I gave in, bought it, downloaded it. We played for a few hours last night. Had a lot of fun. It's really funny when you can make Andy go into a screaming rage. Oh, my God. That's what I love about Mario Party is that like the mini games are just fun. They're just like fun little games that you can play between rounds. And like it's a board game where you can fuck over everybody or at any point you can be fucked over. It's so fucking funny. Um, but that's what we've been playing for years, Maya. Like back on the 64 and then GameCube and then Wii and then Wii U and now the Switch. But the thing is, is, is uh, about seven or eight, like Mario Party 7 or 8 it got really weird and they were trying to do new things that just didn't feel like a Mario party game. Um, because as you could tell from last night, there's a lot of mechanics in earlier Mario party games that you could do to fuck over other players or get fucked over in general. And it's, it's hilarious. They stopped doing that. They straight up took that away around seven or eight and then kept that going. And it was always, it was always infuriating because you're like, this isn't as fun. And uh, um, what this Mario Party is, which is great, is it compiles like the best mini games from all ten Mario Parties, um, and uh, the boards from uh, the first five, I think, or the first three. But uh, um, last night there was there was oh my god like. We played 15, uh, 15 turns, which takes way the fuck longer than 45 minutes, even though the game's like 45 minutes. It was like a, it was a damn near two hours. Uh, but there was a, a couple moments that were fucking hilarious where you stole the first star from Andy, mm-hmm. which was fucking hilarious. And then uh, uh, I immediately stole Mark's first star. <laughs> yeah. And then they ended up stealing them back from us, respectively. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I can't be mad at that. That's fair. But that one point where Andy was like, oh, I'm getting the star on my next turn. He's like one space away from it. And I had this item in my pocket uh, or in my 
block that if it's a little whistle if you blow it it transports the star to another location oh on my the map. God, so good and i just started giggling and he's like oh you motherfucker you <laughs> and i was like he's and he didn't want to say it because he didn't want to you know he he didn't want to take the chance that maybe i was just laughing at something else no he knew exactly what i had in mind and i blew that fucking whistle he's like god damn it motherfucker because <laughs> what was funny. so funny about that about that board was that it's it's the hardest board on the map it has the most twists and turns and crazy shit um <coughs> and uh uh he uh he was having trouble getting a star. Just about all of us had was were able to get stars. Um, he just couldn't. He just couldn't figure out the map. He was either a too high or just wasn't paying attention. But it was fucking hilarious. So the second that he was about to, and you use that fucking oh my god, I was dying, dude. And what was funny, he was one space away from it, and then all of a sudden he's like forty some spaces away from it. And he's yeah, because like, because it, it put it it put it put the star behind him on the map. Mm-hmm. Oh. So fun. Yeah, so he has to make a complete loop back around to get to it, which was great. Yeah, I'm 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 really really happy with this. Also, it's fucking smooth as butter. Like, did you have any hiccups last night? Not one. Not what? Yeah, like I had I had a lag slightly on a on a, a practice round. <laughs> I was like, that's I'm fucking happy with that. Um, but yeah, if you if you're looking to get back into Mario Party or you like you haven't played in a long time, you have a Switch. Highly, highly, highly recommend Superstars. It is really well put together. I'm really hoping they add stuff down the line, like more boards and more mini games or whatever. But yeah, I'm, it was it was a good time. Um, also, I finished uh, the the Gardens of the Galaxy video game. Uh, which, if you're on the fence about that, I recommend that too because it. Uh, um, It's made Brain by, uh, or it's published by Square Enix, but it's it's made by a different group, and it's not like the the Avengers game in in any way, shape, or form. Um, this game has like dialogue options, kind of like Telltale games, not quite to that extent, like where it completely changes the story. But there are options that will change how things happen throughout the game, and uh, um. You can make bad choices that'll make the game slightly harder and and you know whatever, but it's 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 got a linear story that is really great. The the, the levels are very linear with slight deviations to find hidden items. Um, if you like the Gardens of the Galaxy movies, you're gonna like this game. <coughs> it's it's I highly recommend it. Really well done. Also, Betty, something that you might be interested in. Uh, there's a game that just came out. It's on Game Pass called unpacking um i finished that game too it only takes like a few hours to really finish it but uh it tells a story about a girl going through life through unpacking her shit every time she moves it's super fucking relaxing i i i really enjoyed it for how brief it was but it was it was good so recommend that one too but uh yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, all right, everybody. So uh, last week, you'll notice we didn't have an episode. That was because uh, we didn't really have anything to review, and we kind of felt like we needed a small break 
So we actually, we actually did have the episode because I just hadn't published the week's prior episode. <laughs> I just published it last week instead. <laughs> oh, oh well. <laughs> um, I had forgotten. So I'd, it totally slipped my mind. And right. then when I got to realizing it, I was like, shit, we don't have anything for this week. I was like, oh, wait, yes, we do. I forgot to do this. And I had it done, ready to go, ready to upload, ready to publish. I just hadn't published it. All I had to do was hit publish. So I just scheduled it to publish at a normal time. Cool. Well, I just forgot to hit a button for a week. <laughs> so, so so, I'll rephrase that. We didn't, we didn't record an episode last week. Um. But that was that was honestly because we didn't we we, we talked about how uh, why the last man was canceled, and we weren't going to review it until the season was over. Well, it ended this this week or last week. No, it ended this week and the last episode yeah, Monday. Monday. Um, and uh, it. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of the next thing I was going to say there. The the the. Uh, the show ended. We have our final episode and we're going to talk about those episodes. But what I also want to talk about when we're done reviewing it is what can, can studios do to maybe prevent this sort of thing from happening? What can we as audiences do to prevent shows like this, like this, that sort of thing from happening? Um, Cause I think that's a, a conversation that a lot of people don't really have. So Let's get into the episode. Let's get into the to the to the remaining story that we have for Why the Last Man, which unfortunately, spoiler alert, does end on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but not too much of a cliffhanger. So I don't know. But anyway, um, where do we begin on this? Because there's three full stories. There's yeah, the we had three. We had three episodes. Well, not that. I mean, three stories within those episodes. There's um, everything going yeah. on with with Hero. Or at least her angle, everything going on with York and his angle, and then everything going on with York's mom. Um, those are how I separate the stories, even though yeah, yeah, I got characters you. within I got the you. stories. So uh I guess we can start with Hero and uh the Amazons. Um I don't remember where we le- left them before the three episodes. Essentially they had uh, basically declared that they were Amazons and had that ritual. The rebirthing yeah. ceremony. The rebirthing yeah. ceremony, yeah. Um, and they're like, you know, you can be a completely new person here. You don't have to be who you were. And kind of left it at that because it didn't touch on that. That was like episode five because episode six or seven was something else entirely because it hadn't touched on their story for a while. But I think that's, one of the things. I, saying, I think that's one of my small problems with this is that I'm not going to remember what episode happened with what because I watched them all in one lump. So my brain is just like, I know the story beats, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the. I think that's forgivable because I'm probably going to do the same thing or to uh, to some extent. But one of the things I remember in this, uh, in dealing with the hero and the Amazons and Sam and Nora and her daughter Mackenzie, 
and Roxanne and all, you know all the Amazons. Um, we saw basically how Roxanne recruited the Amazons and how she was telling everybody she was a cop and total bullshit. She was just a ex-employee at the fucking Costco-esque store that worked there. And, you know, how would you characterize her? How would you classify that attitude that she had and her point of view? That's um, a great question. You know, because I don't want to say she's this and this and that. But she was very. She was uh, very jaded, very hurt when all of this happened. She had reached a very low point in her life. And she felt like, you know, every man around her was abusing her, which is where she got her Amazonian type ideals from. You know, it's like I wouldn't even say she recruited those girls. She she gaslit them yeah 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 absolutely absolutely but yeah she's that's that's a good word i was trying to find a good word very very jaded you know because she was a breast cancer survivor um as the show didn't shy away from they showed that she had a mastectomy which was stellar digital work uh you know i assume uh I don't know if Missy Powell was actually a breast cancer survivor or not and has had that procedure undone, but if she had that procedure done, but if she hasn't, great fucking editing in post production. I also I also want to point out that like her scar in regards to that was not what the medical procedure looks like per se. So I'm gonna say it was hundred percent CGI. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I assumed um because it's more of a like star pattern right i've never seen any mastectomy scars up close but i mean generally they look just like one line usually up into of, the armpit because they have to take out lift nodes as well right yeah yeah i mean if we've seen pictures of elliot page recently holy shit he's so good you saw that swimming trunks picture. <laughs> He's looking yeah. good. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, Elliot Page. I was like, I was like, what are we talking yeah. about? Here? Sorry, I got confused. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, um you see you see Roxanne's backstory. You see how <coughs> she's gaslit and manipulated these girls into following her and preached her fucking men are scum, we're better off without them, or we're going to kill any man we see. At this point, poor Sam's left this compound. You know, he's tried to Not before to... we see the, the interaction between Sam and Hero, where there's that's, admitted that's, feelings going on. That's what I was getting ready to bring up. You know, uh, uh, Sam and uh, Hero, you know, they have a confrontation. And, you know, he's like, She's like, we've got each other. He's like, no, you don't got me. He's like, and I'm leaving. I want you to come with me because you're my family. But I'm not going to stay here where I'm clearly not wanted. And I mean, it was it was a pretty uh, emotional scene, pretty brutal scene. 
but you know, he ends up leaving and we don't see him again for a while. Uh, yeah. but we do see him again in the last episode, thankfully. Uh, cause I like his character. Oh yeah. He's cute. <laughs> but, but yeah, hero, man, she's, she's eating this Amazon lifestyle up and she's starting to like, we can, we, we, we can take care of ourselves. We don't need any men, you know, let's take what's what's ours. She's you bought see, into the cult mentality. She's bought into that cult mentality. And yet here's Nora, former aide to the president, you know, and her daughter, they've been informed that, oh, you're, you've got a couple of days and then you've got to leave. Your daughter's healthy. You're just not one of us. You're not us material. You're not who we are. And Nora's like, the fuck I'm not? And she's like, I can't make it out there. She's like, we need each other. And she doesn't want to go. So she's trying to do things to try to solidify her position there to allow her to stay with the Amazons because she doesn't want her and her daughter to be on their own. And you see Nora find out, finds the abandoned police car that's been pushed in the river by Roxanne when she stole a badge from a dead police officer and all these people that she had killed that were coming into the, I don't know what the show, store was called. So I'm just going to call it Costco, but I know that's it's what I call Costco. it too. So all these customers coming into the Costco, she's just standing among mannequins and just starts shooting them. Uh, and she gets a taste for it. You yeah, can she tell. Likes it. You can tell she likes it. And she's like, this place is mine. I'm not letting anybody have it. It's like she feels she gave too much of her life to the store, and now the store is going to provide for her in that kind of regard. Uh, but Nora finds out that Roxanne's been lying to everybody, that she wasn't a cop, and she basically blackmails her. She's like, I was in politics. She's like, basically, this is what I want, and this is what you're going to give me, or they're going to find out the truth, and you don't want that. So now Nora's like, the power behind the throne, so to speak. Um, let's let's also talk about how Nora went pyro. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I was getting ready to bring up. She lit that place up. <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> they're they're having they're having the celebration. Uh, Sam the is fuck left you men celebration. Yeah, Sam's left uh, after the confrontation with Hero and Roxanne finds Hero sitting on Sam's bunk and she's packing his stuff away. Uh, you know, the sheets and the bedding that he was using. And she's got his knit cap. And Roxanne's like, you don't need that attachment. It's it's a weakness. we got to get rid of it. And she guides her outside to the front of the store and there's this bonfire going and everybody's drinking and having a good time. And just burning things that represents men that they hate now and this and that. And she gives in to it. Well, Nora's not having a good time. She's not drinking. Everybody else is passed out. She doesn't want to get shoved out. So she's like, I'm going to make it to where they can't push me out. Because they're not going to have anything. And I've got a plan. 
somebody carelessly left a bunch of lighter fluid out by the fire and didn't put the fire out. So Laura just, hey, let's leave a trail into the store, into these carts full of wood right inside the door. And the next thing you know, Costco's burning and they've got nowhere to go. But she ends so, up rescuing them. Everybody gets out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody gets out. It's like, and then this that's is, when this, she finds out that Roxanne was not who she said she was. And that's when the tables turn a bit. That's And I 100%, 100% believe that Nora started the fire in general, not to kill anybody, but to, 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 to reveal what kind of person, um, what's her ass was. Well, she wanted Roxanne. to even the player playing field. That's what right. she yeah. wanted to do. If yeah, she, she wasn't going to have anything, nobody else was going to have anything either. And it was yeah. kind of like, we're going to have to band together and rely on each other instead of just picking and choosing the kind of thing. And you also got to see in that one, um, in that episode, which is episode seven, uh, Hero's backstory a little bit and her relationship to the men and her mother in her life. Right. You know, because we had those flashbacks and Roxanne, she dug at her, you know, that's she's doing the, the cult leader type thing. And she dug at her and she's like, oh, was your brother really the one who supported you or did he ground you down just as much as everyone else? And you see that dinner flashback and she's trying to call out her dad for cheating. And she's sitting there like, yeah, I'm seeing somebody and he's married and they're having a baby. It's like, girl, you got some issues, you know? <laughs> It's like, I'm sure York is not perfect, but, you know, nobody is. Everybody's got good and bad traits, unless they're complete psychopaths, you know? So, I I see how Hero bought into it. You know, she wants to belong, and she's very, very lost. Getting to see Roxanne's backstory, I thought was just freaking awesome, because I've never seen Missy Pyle play this kind of character, so I loved it. Uh, she's really good at it. But it also, knowing that the show ends, it really made me mad because how dare you get me invested when you're just writing it off? <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, you know, to be fair, they didn't know that the show I know. was going to be. But yeah. Uh, but one of the things that Nora had them start doing was raiding other sites she's like these people have what we need we can take it let's take it you know and she didn't want to hurt anybody she just wanted to take their stuff well they find a little community and they start taking everybody's well they the girls started destroying everything and they're like stop put down the fucking corn pops you know because this one girl's trying to destroy all the fucking corn pops there and she's like this is food. We need food. I mean, they're destroying, dumping out gallons of gallons and gallons of those fucking water cooler jugs. And she's like, these are resources that we need. We don't destroy this. We just, you know, she's trying to get that across to them and everybody else is all into fucking just chaos, it seems. Um, but you see Hero really get into this and start She's like enjoying destroying the shit. But it's when they're doing this, they find out, oh, there's a man somewhere nearby in Ohio. We're going to that town. We're going to kill all the men. Which is where 
It's like, I don't think Nora had any, she didn't give a fuck if there was a man there. I don't think she believed there was a man there. No, there was she electricity. just wanted there was, there was electricity and resources, which she had gotten wind of. That's and why she wanted to go. By chance, that just happens to be the same village where 355 and York and Dr. Mann are at that moment. Mm -hmm. Everything is converging to that point almost. So, yeah, I think... I think even Hero, well, you you know, you see, she is surprised. So don't get ahead of myself here. But episode seven was really good. Um, I felt like that was finally, we were starting to actually get into the deeper parts of the story, you know, that they were trying to tell. I feel like the first four or five episodes were basically just a bunch of stuff to get you to where we are at episode seven to where we can start getting into these stories a little bit deeper and seeing what's doing what, you know? I think that's the thing that's so upsetting about, I know we'll get to more in a minute here, but about the show being canceled is that these three episodes definitely were like, all right, time to deep dive. And then whoop, not going to be doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Three million fucking dollars. That's, Chump changed this fucking network to any network. I'm I'm really hoping, and there's reports out there. The, the the showrunners are shopping the show around, hoping that another platform picks it up. I'm really hoping that HBO Max does pick it up because it would make the most sense for HBO Max to pick it up because they are, of course, they own they're owned by Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers owns DC Comics and DC Properties. And that's where all the other DC shows are streaming mm -hmm. uh, are streaming from. Now, of course, this show was optioned and picked up by FX back in 2015. HBO Max didn't exist then. And before that, the DC streaming service didn't exist uh, at the time. So, yeah, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, they would actually have to buy the rights from FX, buy the first season, buy the rights, and continue the show. But if they spend all that money on Game of Thrones, this is paltry amount comparatively. Right. Um, you know, so I'm hoping they pick it up, and reports are that they're looking hard at it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, well, let's, before, uh, we, before we start talking about the York bits, because I want to end on the York bits, because the show ends yeah. on the York bits. Right, right, right. We can talk about the stuff that happens at the Pentagon. That's what I was going to say. That's 100% what I was going to do. <laughs> All right. Yeah, last night after um, Jeff came home, I was telling him about it and I basically did a rundown of the last three episodes because he was like, do I want to watch it? I was like, probably not. It's going to make you mad. <laughs> so I just basically did a play by play of all the episodes and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I, yeah, the the Pentagon episode. It gets crazy. It, it, I it, loved it. Dialed, yeah, I was like, they dial that fucking notch up all the way. Like they were like, oh, it's we're going hard in the paint now. And I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, it was it was great. I fucking loved it. <laughs> so you want to start us off, Maya? Well, um, remember the last thing we saw was Beth leaving the Pentagon, getting in a van with people who look like they've been radicalized. Um, that's the last thing we had seen, and this 
and also well, with yeah. uh, Kimberly's mother stepping off the building and killing herself. Those are the last two things we saw in the Pentagon. Um, so we're seeing a disheveled Kim who can't seem to pick herself up off the floor because, you know, obviously she's in mourning. She's devastated. Uh, she's enraged. She wants revenge. She feels that Jennifer Brown has indirectly or directly, however she wants to view it, caused her mother's death by making her think she was crazy. Um, you know, the military general, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head. She's <clears throat> believed that she's under the impression that Jennifer Brown ordered the killing of two of her pilots and she's unfit to lead and that they're going to take over and instill Regina Oliver into the presidency. And by doing so, expose the fact that York is alive in front of everyone, uh, everybody in the powers that be, so to speak. And they do. Uh, they expose the fact that she knows her son's alive and she's been hiding that fact from everyone and that she was using assets to protect him. Uh, right at this time, uh, when this power struggle is going on, Beth and her group of radicals set off a bomb in the subway tunnels beneath the Pentagon and infiltrate. And they come in and start taking everyone captive. And this is where shit really hits the fan because we see Regina Oliver get up in the face and say, I'm the president, blah, blah, blah. These people, and there's this one girl, she's like, bam, bullet right through her head. Okay. She's dead. <clears throat> I want to go a little deeper into this because when I was watching it, here's a couple things I noticed. After they were in the war room and those people come in and grabbed them up and they're like, who's the leader? Who's the leader? Oh, yeah. Nina's just sitting there like a rock. And finally, Jennifer's like, you know what? It's me. How can we negotiate? How can we do yes. this? That's when Regina wakes up and starts losing her schnitzels, spouting every conspiracy theory that she could think of. And mm -hmm. it gets to the point where the woman's like, I've had enough. And she starts yelling about, well, her son is still alive. And bitch is like, boom. I was like, yeah. oh, oh, that was glorious. That was amazing. I was, I was, that was one of two, um, <clears throat> one of two character deaths that really made me cheer a lot. I loved it. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was glorious. I loved that. It was like, bitch, we don't care. Just shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> we're yeah. done with you. <laughs> so in the chaos that's ensuing, because Kimberly, you know, when they were the, military troops were trying to call into the war room. They're like, where are you all? Where's everybody located? And Kimberly grabs the walkie-talkie and she's like, we're in the war room. They've got us captive. We're in the war room. So now the troops know where they are and they're going to converge. And that's when everybody starts to panic and they're like, okay, we've got to get out of here. Uh, we've got to split up. 
And that's in that chaos that ensues is when Regina gets shot. But Kimberly and Christina, the pregnant aide to Jennifer Brown, get away. Uh, and then Beth, uh, in a moment of recognition, uh, Jennifer recognizes Beth. And Beth gets Jennifer out. Uh, and they sneak away in another direction. So chaos ensues. The military swoops in on the radicals. I don't know what the group they're called, so I'm just calling them. They're radicalized. So um, military swoops in, starts just putting everybody down. Um, we see Kimberly and Christina wake up and looks like a stable, like a barn or something. Yeah. Um, and she had just awakened from a dream where she is having sex with Yorick, you know, and she's had this vision that she must be the one to save mankind with Yorick's seed. He must impregnate all of them. So That's what's really, what's really funny about that scene. Um, I was playing uh, uh, the, the game unpacking because mm -hmm. it, it really require that much like attention. Um, it's kind of a passive game, if you will. Yeah. And that, that shot came up and I immediately was just like, have I not been paying attention? Where the fuck are we? What is happening right now? And then when it was revealed, those dreams, like, oh, thank God. I thought I'd lost an entire part of an episode or some shit. Or just I wasn't paying Leaky nipples? Yeah, that was funny. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. A, I know he's the last man on earth, but that's who you're dreaming about? Well, she's I think a weird person to begin with. She is very She is, weird. but she's fierce. I mean, if it wasn't for her, Christina wouldn't have made it through. She's she's protecting that baby. That's all she cares about is that baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she doesn't give a fuck if Christina loses or does. She wants that baby. Mm -hmm. Well, like, that, and that, that's another thing is that that character is so fucking fascinating to me because she doesn't exist in the comic straight up. And um, for them to kind of make these characters for the show that don't exist in the comic and that we can kind of see from this perspective is, is I think is so fucking cool and it's a shame the show. Like, uh, yeah. That's, that's something I was telling Jeff. It's like, even if I read the comic now, it's not going to be satisfaction for this because the comic is so different from the show. You know, I'm not going to get any resolution when it comes to certain character stories because they don't exist in the comic book. Right. Genuinely. Like the only things that exist in the comic from the show are Allison 355 and York. Um, yeah. And their journey to San Francisco. That's it. Like, I don't like that. And that's, I personally am a big fan of that when an adaptation does shit like that. Cause I think that most comics. It gives you new substance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at the same time, it's staying true to the source material by including that original, uh, the, the original uh, storyline in there, but it's just expanding upon it and mm -hmm. giving you much more meat on the bone. Yeah. So yeah. The comic's great. I'm, I don't want to deter anybody from reading the comic, but uh, I get where you're coming from, Betty. 100%. Well, at the end of the um, government storyline, uh, Jennifer and Beth end up running into Sam. Which... Yeah, because they're at Jennifer's house. She was getting some... Beth telling her, you can't dress like you are now. Get some clothes got to disguise yourself you can't be recognized also shave her head there. i think is what she said yeah she's like you're going to shave your head she's like, I'm it's like I ain't doing that. Head. 
and then they hear somebody in the house and it's Sam and he's there looking for Jennifer and uh, uh, then turns out they're surrounded and the remaining group that or not the remaining group sorry they're surrounded by the culprit ring turns out yeah because the final shot you see they're in a holding cell and it is the handler that was previously assigned to 355 that we see in a flashback so the culprit ring has jennifer brown and beth and sam in uh captivity and that's pretty much where the government storyline ends and this makes me mad because i'm never going to know these people's stories hopefully hopefully you will Hopefully we Hopefully will. Hopefully I will. Hopefully somebody smart and picks this up. You know, because it can it just got good. It just got good. The thing that's the thing that's so depressing about this show getting canceled, and I use quotation figures because it might not be fully canceled, is that um this show went through development hell. Yeah, like, six years it took from well, I mean, this iteration of the show took right, six right. years from 2015 on. The, they've been trying to do a TV show or a movie series for roughly 10, 12, 12 years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like it so has been, it, it's, it's, it's just gone through fucking hell and back trying to make the show. And then it finally gets fucking made and it's good. And then this shit happens because mm-hmm. of what? Three million dollars. It's so fucking upsetting. Three million fucking paltry, shitty network dollars. Oh my god! Like Tom Hanks just declined a role for twenty-eight million. I know, right? Put that in, put that into context. One man said, "Nah, I'm good." Amazon for twenty-eight million. Not Amazon, Hulu. Was it? I thought it was Amazon. My bad. It's on Hulu. No, Tom Hanks's role for Amazon, an Amazon project. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Tom Hanks decided that declined a a role on. Um, I just saw the article. It was something that like Jeff Bezos like confronted him about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just fucking saw. But the point is, is that if Tom Tom Hanks is going to decline a role because he was only going to get paid twenty eight million, and this network can't pony up three million, like there's some context there. There's some like. Just uh, anyway, moving on. It's frustrating. Maybe so, we don't get rich money. That's I think that's the problem. Maybe we just don't understand rich money, and that's why it's frustrating. But I barely understand poor money. <laughs> that's fair. Apparently, I have a hole in my lip. All right. So, well, let's uh, let's finish it off and talk about uh, York side of the story. Oh, York side of the story. Uh... He essentially hooks up with uh, Sonya, the inmate who has been just jonesing to get in his pants ever since they found him. Uh, <laughs> you know, she was. And, and what was funny is, uh, you know, there's a conversation. She's like, "You're going to pimp it out." You know, a lot of money can be made here. Talking about, you know, using him, passing him around. Because uh, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of the ladies were like, hey, there's a man. Um, you know, some of them are into that thing. Some of them, of course, made their intentions know that they were not. 
but yeah. Anyway, they have a party, and York hooks up with Sonya, and admits that that was the first time he had been with anybody else outside of Beth, because he and Beth had apparently been together since they were teenagers. Um, so it was kind of a big deal for him. Uh, we see 355 and Allison Mann have a conversation, and they end up... Uh, sleeping like actually sleeping together because Allison says you've got a sleepwalking problem is there anything that could help you with it she's like 10 pound sandbag is the only thing that ever kept me from sleepwalking when I was younger and she's like I'd tie it to my arm so they're hanging out they're talking and you know they're tired they're getting ready to leave the next morning and she's like, I know I'm not a sandbag, but is this okay? And she laid in the crook of her arm, and she's like, yeah, that's fine. You know, they cuddled. Uh, they cuddled. They cuddled and slept like babies. Um, the next morning, though, that's when the Amazons descend upon the town. And shit hits the fan. Yeah, the Amazons have been hiding out in, I guess, what it was, a community center? Yeah, because they had a pool. And uh, they're in there. All of them are talking about it. And then all of a sudden, these two old women show up. And they're like, no, it's ours. We found it first. I'm like, really? You going to do this right now? You lucky your ass didn't get shot. <laughs> and I would not be in that pool. Because when was the last time that pool water was cleaned? You know, I'm and just saying. Lasts long, <laughs> chlorine lasts a long time. It's been months, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> If somebody's not regularly maintaining that pool, I don't think I'd be getting in it. Mm -mm. No. That's just me. <laughs> uh, it turns into a Petri dish. You know, I was like, ew, that's so gross. <laughs> it's a lot of human in that. Ew. I like my human stew. All the pee. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. You know you've peed in a pool. No. <laughs> I'll pee in the shower, but not in a pool. Never in a pool. Never. No, pool. that was ingrained in us from a very young age. You do not pee in the pool. You can pee I'm in the ocean. Percent. You can pee in a lake. You can pee in the shower. Don't pee in a pool. Mm -mm. I have 100% <laughs> pee in the pool. Mm -mm. I've peed in every body of water I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. What's funny about peeing in a pool is they say that, but there's actually no... There's no uh, downside to peeing in a pool because urine comes out already sterile and the chlorine and filtered water is going to take care of that before it becomes a problem for you. So peeing in a pool is not dangerous. It's still gross. That's fine. You, There's I, I, other people in there. <laughs> I, re I remember I remember going to 4-H camp over in Abingdon uh, for years when I was a kid. Uh, went four years as a camper, went four years as a junior counselor in high school. Um, and I remember every year on the first day before they'd let anybody in the pool, the lifeguards are sitting there telling us, just going to let you guys know, we have a special chemical in this water. If you pee in the pool, everybody will know it's you because it turns purple and the dye clings to your leg. Okay. 
I'm going to prove you a liar right now. And I would jump in and just immediately pee in the pool. And then I'd go right up to the lifeguard and I was like, I don't see any purple. And they're like, you nasty little bastard. Uh, <laughs> I didn't care. My dad and I were talking about, you know, when we go to the pool every morning a long time ago, uh, how often we'd pee in the pool. My dad was like, every fucking day, you think I'm going to get out of the pool and, and, and hobble my ass <laughs> all the way to the bathroom and then hobble <laughs> back to the fucking Minnie's pool? Face. Look at Minnie's face. Oh, God. Oh, I get and then, and then, and there's more was... people that pee in a pool than don't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that, I would assume so. Uh, the um, all the old people that were in the 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 uh, aerobics class, um, they would all be in the pool for two hours. And if you think that all those sixty plus people aren't peeing in the pool together, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Again, that I'm not peeing in a pool, but at the same time, I don't tend to get in public pools. Period, because I. I'm not up with the whole petri dish of people. You know? <laughs> that's fine. I think that's the point that I make when people talk about that is I'm like, you don't have to pee in the pool, but you have to know that others are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, again, I, I've been in my hotel at Myrtle Beach looking down over the pool area and you can just see the oil slick. Oh, on top yeah. of it, and it's like, don't want to get in that. Oh, no. <laughs> But it's, it's yummy. Gross. It's yummy. It's, gross. it's delicious. Anyway, um, but yeah, back back to the Amazons descending from the community center onto this town. They think that oh, we're gonna you know go up this street. It'll be cordoned off. They won't be able to take us. They have no idea that they're marching in on a bunch of criminals. That took out all the prison guards and took over the town. You know, they, they think it's going to be a cakewalk. And, you know, these are some badasses, these women are. And they let these girls know, hey, you're fucking with the wrong people. And they start killing a bunch of them. Uh, you know, and some of these girls, and they sitting there wearing their pink pajamas and, you know, letting out their little war cries, and they're getting their guts blown out with shotguns and they're like what the fuck just happened i mean it was brutal uh it was a hard thing to a hard thing to see and Nora's seeing all this unfold before her eyes and missy screaming and throwing a fit because Nora calls for a surrender because Nora sees these women will kill all of us if we don't stop this right now and the prisoners were like all right they surrendered stop shooting they surrendered you know, which I don't think would have happened in real life. Uh, no, I, I probably wouldn't. Um, you know, again, it depends on the personality of the person in charge. I think Roxanne and the people following her, the women following her, made the mistake of underestimating their own sex. You know, and it's like if you're up for doing this, what makes you think other women are up for doing this? You know, and that's the thing. Roxanne got too big for her britches and thought she's just going to walk in here and take over because she's the number one badass. She's not the number one badass. She is a big fish in a little pond. That's it. You know? So it was... 
it was crazy, you know, just to watch it all. Go, and then Roxanne lost her shit. We don't surrender. We don't surrender. Yes, yeah, you did, flipping bitch. over picnic tables and shit, and throwing a fit, kicking and screaming. Yeah, it was a toddler tantrum from hell. Now, during all this, 355, you know, she's helping the prisoners out. Um, Allison and Yorick and Sonia um, are sneaking out to get to these grain silos. Uh, she said, there are grain silos nearby. We can hide out there until this passes because, you know, 355 is like, they can't find York. He can't be seen. And there's Hero and another of the Amazons are in pursuit on horseback. And they start firing. They're, they're within distance and they start firing on York and Allison and Sonia. And all of a sudden, uh, Sonia turns and she's going to shoot one of the Amazons that she sees on horseback. York looks and he realizes it's his sister. He's like, Sonia, no, don't shoot. And Sonia gets shot in the head and killed. Um, as she does so, she, gets, uh, she shoots a hero in the arm. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you're alive. How are you alive? And he's like, how are you alive? I looked for you. And she's like, you've got to go. They're going to kill you. They're the Amazons. They're warrior women. They are coming for you. They're going to kill you. You have to get the fuck out of here. She's like, but before you go, mom's dead. She's like, what? She's like, somebody told us the president's dead. Mom's dead. You need to get the fuck out of here. So his whole world's just come even more shattering down. He believes his mom's dead. You know, his sister's been in this brainwashed into this cult. And she's like, get the fuck out of here or I will shoot you because I have to. And then, you know, she kills the other Amazon that's with her. And then she's shot and wounded. She goes back uh, to the others. And Hero and Allison are hiding in the grain silo and 355 finds them later. Flashback to the community center. Uh, Roxanne's up in Norris' face screaming, we don't surrender. We don't surrender. Why did you do that? And Nora pulls a gun on her. And she's like, you don't have the balls. And then kaboom. Nora blew her away in front of everybody. <laughs> and then Hero sidles right up next to... Uh, uh, Nora and Nora's like we don't have to be what she wanted us to be we can be what we want us to be and we will be feared they will fear us and Nora just essentially showed Roxanne what a powder puff that she really was <laughs> and Nora turned out to be a real badass yeah and that's one of the things before Nora shot her is, and I think it was really um crucial and needed to be part of the story is she pointed out that Roxanne was treating these girls the same way their abusers did using yeah, the absolutely. same lines the same type of manipulation everything coming out of her mouth sounds just like what those men would say to me you know that's mm -hmm. that's that's she's saying that and I'm like 
thank God somebody's finally saying it because she's doing the same thing, you know. The and the pool of blood when she fell into the pool was great cinematography. Loved it. Yeah, and uh, that was pretty cool. The closing shot we see three fifty five. Um, she catches up with York and Allison, and she's like, "We're being watched." And she has a tracking device that was left on the windowsill that morning by the Culper ring. And they go outside, and there's a car. Like apparently that's for us, and there's new orders, you know, with coordinates for them to go to a destination. And they end up driving off, heading to a destination, apparently, where these coordinates are pointed. And we are led to assume that it's the same location where Jennifer and Beth and Sam are. Right. But yeah, that's how it ended. And motherfucker. Yeah. I was so damn mad. If we can put into the ether for, like, you know, HBO to pick it up, it'd be great. Warner Brothers, you got yeah. you want you want to you want to spend some of that money? It's, it's it's just it's so upsetting. Like, I was so happy because it was one of the comics that I really enjoyed, and I and I was always looking forward to the adaptation. I remember the first time that it was really brought up into the idea of being an adaptation. The guy that was going to direct it, Dan Trachtenberg, um, you know, he had just done uh, Twelve Clover or Ten Cloverfield Lane. And uh, I was like, damn, that like, he'd be great. He'd be fucking great. And then suddenly he was off the project. And then they got another guy. And that guy was off the project. And then it just disappeared for like a year or two. And then re- and then got brought, brought back up as a show. And then was in development hell for six years. I was like, Jesus Christ. And now that it's just like, it's a cursed show. It's straight up just cursed. But I hope it has some luck. I hope it has some... Uh, some umph that it, it becomes the next fucking Lucifer or Supernatural to where it does get brought back. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, <clears throat> overall, I think, you know, the series is first season. Again, there's a great deviation from the comic. I think it did good. I think it did good. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. the first few episodes were a little slow trying to get into, you know, the bones of the story. But once we got there, you know, there was so many places for this to go and they started showing you what they could do. And nope, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's sad. It's always sad when a show that does this well suddenly gets canceled because. It was there being was watched no, by a lot of people. Yeah, there was no data in on it yet. It's just this this was one of these crazy one-off chances, uh, one-off situations where a show was delayed, recast, uh, new showrunner, new cast members, new storylines, uh, you know, everything is reworked and reworked and then right as it's getting ready to go into production COVID hits and it's pushed back and pushed back and then finally a year later starts shooting and then as soon as it's released it's like oh shit these people have been optioned if we want to exercise these options to keep them under contract we're going to have to pay three million dollars but 
only seven episodes have aired. We don't know what to do. Well, fuck it. We're not renewing it. We don't want to take the chance on $3 million when you haven't even seen any of the returns on the streaming uh, strength of the show yet. Or, you know, uh, there are a lot of people who don't want to watch it week by week. There are a lot of people out there that will watch wait to binge it when it's all out. You know, you don't have these types of numbers available for you yet, and you make this decision over $3 million fucking dollars? Come on. We we talked about what, um, like, was uncovered about how certain shows will cancel, like, uh, streaming services will cancel shows. And it's entirely based on new people coming in, which is the most blind, uh, mind-blowing thing to me because you want to keep the current subscribers there as well, Right. If you cancel the show that they really like because it didn't bring in enough new people after the second season, you're going to lose some of those people, which we've seen time and time again, which is fucking wild. And, um, I mean, yeah, like, great, Squid Game brought in a whole bunch of people to watch it because everyone was fucking curious about it. But those new subscribers, they're not going to bring in, it's not going to bring in new people when you do season two. You're just going to keep those people subscribed so they can watch season two. So it's like, you know, people have asked, like, how do we as viewers prevent our our favorite shows or these good shows that have a lot of views from being canceled? There's nothing you can do. You can watch the show and hope for the best. You can cancel your subscription service, but that doesn't really do much. Like, you know, tweet it and hashtag it. Show your support. And watch it, but that's and you know, spread word of mouth. Like recently, I saw um, a post uh, from the toys that made us, um, you know, friend of the show, Brian Volkwas, the guy that created the show, been on here several times. Um, you know, he's like, We want a season four, we know what we want to do for season four, but for Netflix to greenlight season four. Seasons one, two, and three need to be watched more. There needs to be a higher viewership, and they'll greenlight it. Uh, so, you know, if you enjoy this show and you want it to succeed and you want to see a season two, go back and watch it again. Well, that's the problem. Watch dude, for things that, like, that you missed. Even shows that have high viewership, Netflix still canceled them. I mean, look at the oh, yeah, or, or the... Uh, um, what was the show called? The uh, with the town of kids that were left behind. Yeah, the society. <sighs> society, thank you. Or we uh, we, the, were, uh, we reviewed that one. I really enjoyed that. It got canceled because Netflix said it didn't bring in enough new subscribers. Yeah, they well they they greenlit it for a second season within like a month of it debuting, and then waited a year, and I said, yeah, we're not going to do it now. It's fucking stupid. It's annoying. Like season four glow we were supposed to get. And they announced, oh, yeah, we're not going to do season four now. If I'm being honest, this is why I think that uh, uh, HBO Max and and Disney Plus have been actually great competition for Netflix. Because they're not doing that. Yeah. They're, they're They're playing it the way that they should be. It's based on viewership, not based on new subscribers. They know that keeping the the current subscribers subscribed is far more important than 
getting new people in. Like getting new people in is important, but not nearly as important as keeping the people there because that's a month-to-month income, essentially, for those companies. Yeah. And Netflix sees such a huge increase and decrease in, in, in losing subscribers and getting new ones because they do this shit all the fucking time. And now Hulu's deal doing it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? This doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, it's just so fucking annoying. But, Do we want to grade it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good call. We're just gonna keep bitching about it. Um. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll head it off here, and then I'll pass it to one of you two. Um, I'm gonna give the show an A. I don't think it's perfect, but I do think it's really really well structured and i'm really i'm really happy to see that they added a lot more context to the world than just york's story um which is what the comic is i think that's that was a brilliant move on their part um i also think that they've handled everything from gender roles to trans issues very very carefully and safely so i'm very happy with with what i've seen and i really 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 hope that Netflix or HBO Max picks it up because I'd like to see more. I'd like to see the show get continued, but we'll see if it has any luck. Uh, Betty. I'd also give it an a, um, again, I, I love the concept. I love, um, the cast. I like the way they were telling the story and just to see it into like, this is so disappointing because there was so much potential there. So I do hope that HBO max picks it up. Um, but yeah, I definitely give it an A. I mean, I don't know what else they could have done better. Honestly. I mean, I enjoyed it. Very upset to know that was the end, but, uh, hopefully it's not. And we can review the next season next year. What about you, Maya? Oh, absolutely. Given me, I thought it was a strong, uh, it just kept getting stronger as it went along, Uh, building upon each episode that came prior, just giving you more and more, uh, which is the hallmark of a good series. You know, it left me wanting more. It got stronger and better as it continued on. Uh, You know, it's, it's so frustrating, and I have hopes that it will get picked up. But one of the things that I didn't realize until this morning is the character of Nora. She's not a completely made-up character. She is from the comics. Nora. Remind me who that is. The redhead worked in the White House the with the Amazons. That, okay, 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 okay. I got you. She's from the comics. Is she? She is. Because in the comics, the leader of the Amazons is named Victoria. Betty, you're muted. She's Victoria. Remember, she said, I changed my name. My mother named me uh, after this name, and I couldn't stand this name, so I changed my name to Nora, and I did the family. I did the kids, and I did the career. I did all that. 
I assumed, you know, I honestly assumed that like they were doing an origin story of the leader of the Amazons in a different way because we only see the Amazons in the comics. Exactly. You don't see, you don't see how they began. And that's essentially what this first season has come down to an origin story for the Amazons and Victoria, which is awesome. I want to see where that goes. You know, to to know that they had that in mind from the beginning. Uh, you That's know, really it's cool. it's it's frustrating. It's just so damned frustrating. But yeah, I love I love the show. You know, I'm going to be watching it again. Uh, I I like to go back and watch things a second time, see if there's any little things that I missed out on, pick up on a second time. Uh, I enjoy doing that. But yeah. I, Watch it. Watch it and enjoy it and hope that it gets picked up. Yeah, it's if you're if you if you're not already watching it, um it's it's definitely worth your time. It's worth your your uh viewership and all the episodes are out now, so you can you just binge it. And you can binge it, watch it over one weekend, uh watch it over several evenings after work or what have you, however you want to do it. Definitely check it out. Agreed. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here, everybody. Um, uh, next week, we're going to be watching a, uh, a film on Netflix called The Harder They Fall, starring uh, uh, Regina King, Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, and a slew of other very talented people. Like I'm, I've been excited for this movie for a hot minute. It looks like it's a very stylized Western. So very excited. Um, in two weeks time, just as a fair warning to everybody, uh, two shows come out on the exact same day that we are very excited for here at all Kudo. The first one being our uh, wheel of time on Amazon. I know Betty's very excited about that. And the other one come on the exact same day, Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, which I'm stoked about. Extremely excited about. I, my the stuff favorite. I'm excited for comes out in November, uh, in December. Yeah, yeah. Witcher season two. I'm excited Lost for that in, too. Lost in Space season three. The last season Ooh. of Lost in Space. Uh, Witcher season Forever. two. Cobra Kai season four. Oh, so many things I'm excited about. Fuck you, rolling your ass, Greg. You can enjoy your Cobra Kai. I um, am. But uh. uh in between the weeks, I was thinking we'll just do a uh, uninhibited because I actually have two games in mind that I'd like to play with you two. Um, and it's called Guess Guess the Rotten Tomato Score. So I'll name a movie, and you two take your best guess at the Rotten Tomato Score, and whoever's closer without going over gets a point. Um, and the other one was I forgot. So there's that. Um, oh, I love that game. It's another movie-based game. Oh, that's what it was. It was I named the three actors from a movie, and you have to tell me what movie it is. Okay, I'm gonna so. suck at this. Should be fun. Um, like if I said, um, if I said Tom Hanks. Tim Allen and Annie Potts. Toy Story. Yep. Oh. 
So no, I wouldn't have. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna suck at this game. <laughs> Woody Buzz and Bo Peep. Yeah, I know after you say it, but I don't tend to pay much attention to you know whoever's acting in the movie. I'm just there for the story. Fair so there was I don't remember game that what I saw. the people have been in. There's another game that I saw that was like movie based, but I and I and I, I don't remember what I'll have to go look, but um yeah, anyway, so I think we're just gonna do that next week. We'll just have some fun. Uh nothing nothing hard, nothing heavy. So we're uh, gonna do the movie and then the week after do that, right? Yes, I'm sorry I said that wrong. Yes, yes, yes. So the okay. way that it's gonna go in November is next week, the harder they fall, the following week, a couple games and uninhibited and bullshitting, and then the week after that. Wheel of Time and Cowboy Bebop. Wait a minute. Does this mean I have to watch Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> if we got to watch Wheel of Time. You got to watch Cowboy Bebop. Then he has to watch that Cobra Kai shit. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making y'all watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, but why do I have to watch the Cowboy Bebop? You're going to like Cowboy Bebop. It's not it has nothing to do with cowboys. It's all sci-fi. I know. That. I know. Why are you so uninterested in Cowboy Bebop? Why are you so uninterested in Cobra Kai? Because I've watched the first <laughs> two seasons and I didn't like them. That's why. And to yeah. watch season four, I'd have to watch season three, and I just don't want to do that. Hmm. I'm always willing to give a show its first season, uh, especially for the podcast, but I've tried with Cobra Kai twice, and I just it's not for me. It's not for it's me okay. either. <laughs> It's okay. Um, but, but we're not reviewing. We're not we're not gonna review Cobra Kai. So don't worry no. about that. I we know. literally like we're gonna review Witcher season two, obviously, because we all like that. And then we don't have to do Lost in Space because I don't think you've watched any of it, Betty. Oh, I have. I like okay. Lost in Space. <laughs> <clears throat> I wasn't sure. Um, it's been a while since I've like season two came out, so I'm not. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised. I thought they'd given up on it because it's been <laughs> so too. long. Oh my god! Uh, have you seen the trailer for it? Uh. Uh-uh. They put out a one minute teaser trailer for it last week. I have to check that out. Yeah, I didn't know about that. But I need mm-hmm. to get on the road because I got things to yeah. do. I gotta go get to work soon. So, um, but yeah, uh, just be prepared, everybody. It is in the fall season, and we're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of stuff to review. So I think that's why after next week, we're definitely just going to take a week to kind of chill because it's going to be week after week after week of stuff, especially with Wheel of Time having an episode every week for about five weeks. Um, I don't know how long the season's going to go, but uh, Amazon always does the first three. And then <coughs> it's just right here. It's just a tickle right fucking here. Anyway. <coughs> Come on. All right. Make sure you check out the socials. That's where we'll post anything that happens with the podcast or if we're going to do a stream on Saturday. That's what you'll know. They're all linked down below. Go check out the uh, Teespring store. You can buy some of the merch there. Uh, hats, uh, uh, t-shirts, cups, whatever. Um, it's all there for you to buy. <coughs> check out the YouTube channel where we have the live version of this show. I'm dying right now, so I'm trying to do this quickly. Um, uh, also, I need to upload... I am sorry, everybody. Wow, this tickle will not go away. I mean, it is like <clears throat> it's right here. Oh, oh that are, was marvelous. Those are great sounds, aren't they? 
Not oh really. boy. If you made it this far into the podcast, congratulations. This is what you this is your reward. This is me dying slowly. But yeah, go give that a follow uh, or a subscribe and a uh, comment helps the algorithm helps us. You know the rules and how to how to play them. Uh Maya, where can folks find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook under my name. Um it's a public profile, so if you want to follow me, you can. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, their link there, you can do so. Uh, if you want to catch me on other podcasts, you can catch me involved with three other shows on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. On Wednesdays, they're alternating shows. One Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time is Figure Banging. It's a live-action figure review show. Uh, the alternating Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern is Shelf Gravy. It is a diorama slash painting technique slash building slash uh, just customizing, figure customizing kind of, you know, interactive show uh, where we talk about techniques and ideas and workshop things and show off what we're working on, that kind of stuff. And then every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Life, Syndic Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about the latest in the week in pop culture and entertainment, uh, varying, uh, ranging from TV shows, movies, comics, toys, etc. That's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Betty? You're muted. You're still muted. Shit. Um, <laughs> sorry, dogs. I'm probably going to meet myself in a second again because they're about to lose their shit. Um, you, can, dying. <laughs> you can find me on uh, Facebook under Betty Badger Ultry, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, Bright Betty. And that's all for me. What about you, Greg? You can hear, uh, you can find me coughing up lung butter for the next fucking foreseeable future. Uh, Look, I caught something. I caught a cold or whatever, and it was like right after I choked it on a goddamn. COVID. It was not COVID. Um, because I choked on a fucking hash brown, and then the next morning I had a fever, and I was still coughing because I was still, you know, my lungs were like my esophagus and everything or whatever was still fucking healing, and it didn't make it any fucking better. Uh, but I only had the fever for two days. It was a very light fever, and then um, and then I was pretty much over it. But I was still coughing because like. Everything in this area was just fucked up. So it was bad, but um, uh, I'll be fine. Hopefully next week, by, by, by the next week's recording, I'll be, I won't have the cough anymore. It, it's slowly going away, except for just in this moment where I have a fucking tickle in my throat and I'm just hacking up along. Well, last night we were playing games for like three hours online. You coughed maybe twice. Oh, it was very little, yeah. It was like if I laughed. Um. You laughed so a lot, though. Yeah, it was funny. Eat some um, pineapple. Pineapple? Yeah, it has a chemical in it that helps reduce coughing. I mean, or I'll just use Ricola. Well, pineapple's good, too. Um, Ricola. But uh, you find me on all socials under Chubbrook Geek. Uh, you can also follow the... Uh, the Twitch channel, my, my Twitch channel, which is where we'll go live with uh, um, Jackbox games whenever we decide to do that. Uh, it might be this Saturday. It might not. I don't know. It's up in the air. Um, 
what else was I going to say? There was something else I was going to add to it, but I totally fucking forgot. It doesn't matter. It wasn't important enough for me to remember. Uh, yeah, like I said, next week, The Harder They Fall, which you can find on Netflix. And then um, uh, lots of stuff coming out. Lots of stuff down the pipeline. So be prepared to watch a lot of stuff with us. Or not. You don't have to watch it with us. You just listen to us talk about it and spoil the shit out of it. It's up to you. It's your, it's your life. We don't tell you what to do. All right, everybody. That's it. That's good. We're going to call it there. We'll see you next week. Peace, love, and lollipops. Take care, everybody. <laughs>